Welcome back to another episode of All Villa No Filler. Today it was the same old song as Man United fall back to prolong their undefeated streak against the Villa. We'll also continue our perfect 10 feature. Today it's time to rate Anwar El Ghazi season out of 10. And we'll of course have the back in time quiz where the ultimate winner gets a free Nando's courtesy of the losers. But before we get into all that, let's check in with the other two lifelong villains joining me on the show. Firstly, Roshi Mendonca, how have you been? Very well, thank you, George. How are you? Very well, thank you. And Frankie Maguire, how are things with you? I'm all good, thanks. Excellent. So Frankie, how was, uh, how was your week? What week been so far? My beak was, uh, was excellent. <laughs> uh, a really great beak. Um, yeah, it was... Uh, <laughs> Um, yeah, uh, look, I've, uh, you know, not been up to too much. It's been a quite, pretty quiet time for me, but, uh, my, my mullet is still, you know, I'm having to, I've yeah. had to go a bit Leeds United footballer and go into a bit of a man bun territory recently, <laughs> but, you know, uh, that don't think I'm going to see my parents the first time in a long time in a couple of weeks. So, uh, I'm sort of waiting for my mom and dad's reaction, uh, when they see it. Um, it, I think it'll be shock, horror, distress. Yeah, that's, that's, not it'll be, like it'll that. be the, the seven stages of grief. I think they'll go through. <laughs> that's what they go through every time they meet me. Um, <laughs> but, uh, Acceptance that you're their son. <laughs> yeah, um, but also super happy about the women's team staying up today. Um, yeah, amazing. You know, for large spells of the season, I think a lot of people might have assumed they were down and out, so they were near the bottom for for obviously huge chunks of the season. But they managed to stay up, and hopefully they can use it as a platform very much like the, the men's team last year, um, staying up on the last day and uh, progressing next season. Yeah, there's definitely a vibe about the club at the moment. Well, not in particular the United match, but, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. the women's team, like we've said before, the academy. And, and you do hope that with the, with the investment and, and with the, the kind of management we've got, um, or the owners we've got, that it's, it's you know, onwards and upwards for, for our, our women's team. It, it, it makes you look elite as a football club if you have a good women's team that you invest in an academy you're investing it's in. not just as a football team it makes you look elite with a good woman by your side <laughs> <laughs> in, all, in all walks of life we can all yes yeah that. exactly <laughs> um can i just say as well i, I no line of duty tonight of course but oh, yeah. i am still reeling from Holtend Holdings' involvement wow. in the biggest organised crime gang of <laughs> this of ever. Incredible. <laughs> Incredible. I cannot believe the whole end got a shout out in the what? final of Nine of Duty. What an Easter egg. It's a bit like, do you remember, is it Ian Lavender? He was a, he's a Villa fan, wasn't he? On Dad's Army and he had a, you know, claret and blue scarf. Yeah, did, yeah. Amazing. Yeah. It would have been Amazing. funnier if it was the Doug Ellis stand holdings. Just like... <laughs> Everyone like Doug Ellis, yeah. It just made me support the bad guys. Like I immediately like, right, all right, I'm with the villains. Yeah, villains. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Are you are you are you mourning the loss of Line of Duty, Roshi? Um, a a little bit. I like I say. I think that I think that the 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 huge involvement of the greatest football team on earth um, in the biggest show on earth has has certainly softened the blow. So. I'm fine. I, you know, everybody else was disappointed. I was in my full kit, um, cheering, <laughs> cheering <laughs> for the finale. Um, how are you, George? You all right? 
Yeah, yeah, pretty good. It's been a been a busy week uh, in work for me. Obviously, we've had all these elections. I mean, I don't want to go. I don't want to make this a political <laughs> show, of course. Um, you know, but uh, I won't. I won't. Let's go hear there. all about Hartlepool. Can't wait to hear more. <laughs> yeah. Well, this this is this is a, this is a thing. You know, it was it was a it was a bumper voting uh, voting day on on Thursday. I mean, you're following kind of. I was trying to follow. You know, West Midlands mayor uh, yeah. election results coming in, and there was. There was there was Yorkshire May results coming in today. I mean, you I'm, look I'm so sorry, I'm... confused right now. Your face is <laughs> just like I know. You're I yet know. to recover, aren't you, George? I'm yet to recover. Yeah, I mean, obviously, as I say, I work in I work in Wales, so we were following the the Senate elections here, um, which was a you know a whole different minefield in itself. So yeah, I feel like I've just um, I've just about recovered from that, and then and then today, you know, and then there was the most, and then the disappointment of, yeah. of uh, Villa losing to United decisions again, in history. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you know, it's 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 been a disappointing end to the week, but, but let's 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 move on to that game now. Let's let's just get, let's just get it out of the way. Let's dissect um, the three-one defeat to Man United. Um, Frankie, let's start with you. How did um, how did you view that that game? How on earth do we constantly do the same thing all the time <laughs> against Manchester United? I was at the last game we beat them at home. 26 years ago, 1995, a month before Super Jack Grealish was even born and eight years before Jude Bellingham was born, um, when we beat them 3-1 in the Never Win Anything With Kids match. And honestly, I didn't. if you told me then, the next time we will beat them, we'll, well, we don't know when that will be. Um, it's not going to be until <laughs> 2021 at least. Old. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, every Villa fan at halftime on Twitter, you could see everyone saying the same thing. We've been here before. We know what's going to happen. Um, it was a really good first half. Manchester, as Ian Barber said in our interview on rivalries with the Manchester United fan Ian Barber, um, he said United starts slow. And actually, I thought they started the first 10 minutes very well, but we really took control. I thought McGinn was really good. I thought our pressing with Ollie Watkins particularly was excellent. And it, their defence just didn't look comfortable playing around at the back at all. But second half, as predictably, they raised their game. Um, and soft penalty, again, overshadows a really good United-Villa match for, again for the last third, fourth time in the last couple of years. Um, Douglas Louise, look, you know, I'm, I, I like Douglas a lot, but um, that was, I was shouting at the screen, no pen, no pen. Oh, you've given a pen, great. Um, just <laughs> not the smartest move, but you know, it is what it is. Um, they scored, Penandes, and then, uh, you know, um, Villa, it wasn't like we played really badly or anything it's just United at first a good side and we had a couple of decisions really go against us like the handball that was a handball from Mason Greenwood that was a penalty I don't see how it wasn't and then the red card for Ollie Watkins is the most it's absolutely absurd like that's so weird how what even happened there how can they tell it, it, even on VAR I was like this, that's completely uncertain and to me it looks like he touched him so well, I mean what's Ollie supposed to do just sort of stand there and get clattered um mm. it was just um you know, I don't want to have a go at referees. Um, you know, we have to be really careful not to do that, I think, because they get a lot of a, a lot more abuse than they deserve. But, you know, I think Chris Gavin has not had the best couple of weeks considering he was also in charge of the Balbuena red card at West Ham. And I just think these were two really, really poor decisions. Um, it was a penalty for United today. It was soft, but it was a pen. Um, mm. Villa looked like they could get back in the game, but it's just United, isn't it? And that third goal, it killed us off, didn't it? Brilliant from Cavani, um, but frustrating. Yeah, 
I mean, the, 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 we, we, we had that chance, didn't we, to make it two all uh, when Davis was through and he squared it to Watkins. And it was yeah. just, it was a bit behind him. It was a bit of a weak ball and, and, and Watkins wasn't there to read where um, Lindelof was. And it was, uh, it was cleared away. Um, it was Lindelof, I think, that made the challenge. But either, either way, um, that, was, that, was a, that was a big chance to make it two all. And yeah, I mean, it's just, it's written in the stars, isn't it? Water's wet, the sky's blue, Villa lose to United at home. Um, well, just every, every time, no matter where we play, it's just, just always, always, always happens. And, you know, going 1-0 up is just, it's just, it's just a dangerous scoreline for us. It's all, all, we, all we're doing is poking the tiger. Um, so, yeah, very, very frustrating performance. Um, I mean, let's just talk about Traore's goal, which was a thing of beauty. I thought, I mean, he's, he's one of those players, I mean, we talked about this before, but he's one of those players you just cannot really kind of put your finger on in terms of what is he going to do with the ball? Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very unpredictable. Very unpredictable. I think it's and, those long legs. I just don't mm. think you know where they're going to go. And yeah. Kind I'm not entirely sure he knows where they're going to go. Them around. Yeah, no, I'm, I, maybe he does. Maybe that's... Maybe that's all part of it. I don't know. Well, we, we call him Tricky Triore on Twitter, and I, I think I think that really does sum him up. He's he's a, yeah. he is a bag of tricks. But what a what a finish from uh, absolutely fantastic. Him. It was yeah. it was it was good. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I, unfortunately, I begrudgingly have to say United were um, deserved winners in the end. Again, we just sort of missed that little bit of quality that again Jack Grealish would um, would inevitably bring. But unfortunately, now. When Grealish will be fit and available, hopefully, again, I sound, again, I sound like a broken record for the next match against Everton. <laughs> um, Watkins won't be around, um, which is a shame because they they have a really good partnership. Mm. So it'll be interesting to see who who goes up front for us next week. Um, uh, Rasheen, how, of... how, how did how did you how did you see this? Well, I was just going to say a bit of a chance for another strike. I, I think. One of the biggest things to take away, I think Keenan Davis is really coming along leaps and bounds. I think, you know, when he used to kind of come on, you'd think, oh, here we go. (laughs) You know, what's Keenan Davis going to do? But now, the way he kind of is able to muscle past people, you were speaking about that chance before. I don't think it was a, I don't think it was a clear cut chance. I think, I, I think United thought they had it and were going to clear it. And he muscled his way um, through that. And I think he is, He's really, really come along and he's a really exciting talent to have there. Um, and a, a, he's, a, he's a, I think he's going to be a tough one for, for defenders to, to manage, really. Um, I don't know how clinical he is in, on kind of goal scoring, but, but to have that muscle up front and now Wesley's coming on sooner. Um, you know, I think it's, it's a bit of an opportunity for, for, for potentially us to look at, you know, what else we've got up there and, and, and how that works and, and how that's improved, really. Yeah, I mean, again, we, we talk about him being, he's so close to being a, a very, very, very good player. You know, he, do, he does so many things right when he's on the pitch. And, and to be fair, given the fact he only comes on for the last sort of 10, 15 minutes, yeah. in the last few weeks, he's actually been a really influential player. So it's yeah. kind of, you, you look at him coming on, you think, actually, he could affect the game here. So whether it's a confidence thing or whether it's kind of, you know, the more minutes he gets on the pitch, the more he's kind of, you know, getting up to speed. Um, but uh, I don't know. I, I think I think hopefully if, 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 uh, if um, we have to make a decision about who goes up front, um, he's, he's given the nod because I think he deserves it. I think obviously yeah. Wesley will be, um, will be still trying to get back up to full fitness. But um, yeah, hopefully, hopefully Smith's picks, uh, 
Fix Davis. I think so. And I think now, you know, we've, <laughs> how long have we been at 11th for? I don't know, we you yeah. know, popped up to 9th for a day or something. But, you know, like you said, George, last week, there's, there's absolutely nothing to lose now. Let's work out how these players work together. Let's work out the combinations, the kind of what works, what doesn't. Um, let's see what Triore does. <laughs> yeah. Let's just, let's just throw everything in there and, and have a good time for the, for the last few matches of the season. Were there, were there, Frankie, were there any players that you, you thought kind of stood out for mm. us today? Yeah, well, um, I was going to mention that, uh, you know, Gareth Southgate was there and I thought um, the two left backs on the pitch, Luke Shaw and Matt Target, were both really excellent. Like I th- Luke Shaw, I haven't watched a lot of United this season and I was really impressed with him, actually. Caused us a lot of problems down that side. And then Matt Target, similar, just a mirror image almost. Like he, I, I thought he was excellent. I thought he was good. He got... He, Physically imposing, he got forward really well, put in a few really dangerous balls. Um, so Target stood out to me, and I thought Esri Concer stood out to me again as well. I thought Concer, um, just, he did what he always does. He sort of seems to be in the right place at the right time all the time. Um, he's not showy. When he gets the ball, he distributes it well. Um, he, you know, when he got into that little tiff with Marcus Rashford, um, mm. You know, there was something about that that I thought, this is a guy who, you know, there's that famous saying, it's lads, it's Spurs, that, that man you have about Spurs, you know, that we should just go out and beat them. And at times, I think Villa are guilty of being a bit like that. Just like, oh, we're going to lose to United. But as Consta yeah. showed there, like, this is some fight. It's like, we're not going to lose. We're not just going to go down weak or, you know, without putting our best in yeah, or, like, or imposing ourselves in some way. So, um, Consta's just coming on so much that uh, him and Matty Target, um, it'd be great to see them both get a chance with England uh, in the near future. Yeah, and I, I with with Consa, um, I noticed as well. He's we, we we have talked about this before, but he he is becoming much more of a leader on the pitch. The more he plays, I know he's got. I know um, obviously Mings is 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 the one who really orchestrates that defence. But but I noticed when when Luis gave away that penalty, he turned around and Consa was really having a go at him. It. Yeah, yeah, he, he, and he, he, he's he, like. You know, you, you've you've got in a really bad position there. Yeah, um, he and did he's, it a couple of times. Time. I noticed actually. You know what, boys? I think the commentators have been listening to our podcast. You know, because they're commenting on Jack Grealish's clothes more and more and more. <laughs> I think they've been listening to us trying to dress up Frankie, and they're they're kind of thinking about taking on our challenges themselves. Um, did you um, notice them talking about is is dressed as a snowman? I, I, I certainly did. He looked. He did look a bit kind of like you know George Michael and Wham today. In <laughs> last Christmas video. Yeah, the commentators um, are loving it. Everybody's uh, loving it. I thought it was brilliant. I, I immediately went on ASOS.com and uh, <laughs> ordered a few. Did. You know, ordered three just in case I lose the other two somehow in transit. <laughs> Well, you know, I just, I, I, I just can't wait for the day when we don't have to talk about Jack Grealish's clothes and just talk about him actually like kicking a ball about. That'd be I'll nice. still talk about his clothes. <laughs> All Villa, no filler on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Welcome back, everybody. Now it is time for this. It's the perfect 10, which I will be hosting this week. This is a feature where two of us review the performances of each key Villa player so far this season and give them a score out of 10. We've done the defence, but this week, Rasheen and Frankie will start with uh, the midfield 
and Anwar El Ghazi. So I'll start with Frankie today. Uh, what have you made of El Ghazi this season, Frankie? Anwar El Ghazi is a man that I adore. Now, you know, he's a man who in the playoff final scored first for us in off his shoulder, I think, into the bottom corner. And then, in the, and then it was his shot looped up and John McGinn headed it in. So this is a man that we owe a huge debt of gratitude to for his performance in that player final and getting us back up where we belong. Um, now, in the Premier League last season, uh, it was a bit of a, a learning curve for every single player in that team. It was a really di- difficult season. And I think he, like, say, Matt Target, um, had a quite inconsistent season. Now, this year, I think all of our players from last year have gone up levels. And I think Anwar Ghazi is one of them. Um, El Golzi. His goal return <laughs> has been excellent. I think he's one of the best in the league as a wide player. Nine goals in all competitions, eight in the Premier League from just 13 starts. Um, you know, his expected goals record from uh, off, off penalties is 4.3. He scored five. So this is a player who is performing really well. Now, and, you know, he's, some of those goals have been absolutely crucial. He's probably contributed more points to us than almost any other player this season, thinking about it. But um, I would say that the, with Al Ghazi, um, if he could just guarantee his better performances every week, you can forgive the odd bad performance, obviously, but I'd say his main problem is consistency. I think you sometimes will see him and... I, in the first five minutes of a game, if it doesn't quite go right for him, he doesn't seem to quite settle very well. Um, and he can look a bit just out of form for a, a half or so, and then he gets subbed. Um, but then the next game, he'll be in, and then he'll play really well. He'll get an early goal, and you know he's, he's looking at it. Um, he's looking like Cristiano Ronaldo all over again. So I'd say with Al Ghazi, um, I'm a big fan. I think he's a really good squad player. Do I think he's what's going to lead us up into the European spots? I think he can be part of that. Um, maybe not a starter every week, if, we, if we're being honest. I think there probably are. It is an area I think we can improve in the wide areas. But he's certainly a player that I think can still contribute to Aston Villa going forward. I really like him. Um, you know, and I just want to address the social media thing. We had the social media boycott last week. Um, he was um, effectively bullied off social media. Um, I read in The Athletic Today an article he did with Greg Evans in an interview. He said uh, he got a message from a season ticket holder saying that I hope you die and never play for my club again. Now, you know, Tyrone Mings was excellent in coming out and saying, telling Villa fans to give him some support when he scored earlier this season. Uh, and it's important and crucial that all Villa fans, you know, <laughs> I mean, what difference is it going to be me, me saying this on, the, on this podcast? But can we just not be a bit nicer to our players and, uh, you know, don't need to be abusive and we don't need, you know, if someone has a bad performance, it's a bad day out. So what? Get over it. Move on to the next week. Um, so, you know, big support for Anwar and I'm giving him an 8 out of 10 for this season. Eight out of ten. Oh, that's quite a big score. I thought you were going to put with that in mind. It's a two out of ten. <laughs> Get out of my club. No, I mean, I, I mean, if I can just uh, chip in and just reiterate exactly what you said about um, criticism of players on on social media, which just goes just beyond the pale. Um, so often, you know, you have to bear in mind we've been in the Premier League. I know a lot of people, and me included, feel that we are a Premier League club, but there's no way that we we can just kind of you know, it's destined, it's predestined that we can stay in the Premier League. The season, the season we went down proved that if you're rubbish, <laughs> if you have a really bad <laughs> yeah. season in the Premier League, you get relegated. Yeah. Um, so, you know, 
Obviously, they worked hard to get back up. El Ghazi was a, was a crucial part of that in the season we did, as you mentioned, Frankie, in the, in the playoff um, final. And, and that season, generally, he did really well when he came in. And yeah, and he's been part of our, our kind of upturn in form this season compared to last season. So all the, all the criticism he gets, I think, is just completely ridiculous. And um, yeah, it's, it's, it's uh, not on. On this po- and I, I, this podcast will not take it. Um, <laughs> we will block you onto it. Um, yeah. Okay. So eight. Wow. Okay, well, you know that is a very, very good score there. That's for, decent. For yeah. That's long. more than I thought you were going to give him, Frankie. Mm. I, I think I have been extolling the virtues of Anwar El Ghazi for quite some time, mm. and I, I, I don't know how high I'm going to go with him, despite being a, a, a big fan for his kind of the things that he has done for us. Um, he, he's an extremely confident player, but sometimes I, he, I feel like he might be overconfident. I, I think the, the, the kind of like the, the, the clear ability to score goals and the clear ability when he wants to be, to be quite clinical. Um, I think after we had a few troubles with penalties with Ollie Watkins and so on early on in the season and, and Al Ghazi took one and it was, you know, it's such a strong, you know, he's, he's, he's got a strike on him hasn't he um and I remember afterwards he he, he spoke and then somebody asked him you know were you kind of you know were you scared or were you worried he's just like no <laughs> like I knew I was gonna score um and I think that's absolutely fantastic but but sometimes I do think perhaps he would be better not to just you know power it to the net from from outside the box um and i think sometimes his confidence in his own ability um does mean that he perhaps makes the wrong choices and i think that's maybe his downfall and when we're we're, we're maybe slightly confused as villa fans by his um you know by his choices um but you're absolutely right i think he has been you know he's been kind of well, he bought us up. God, he, 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 like you say, he was the one that was absolutely transformative in, in that playoff final. And, and eight goals this season and being somebody who can take those penalties. I know we don't, you know, the decisions go against us more than they go for us. But when they do, we need somebody to take them. Um, and he's, I think, I think that goal record this season says it all. And you know what? He's doing it in a squad where he is kind of having to fight for his place. Yeah. Although we've said that there are there are problems in midfield, it's not because we're short of of players of his ability. You know, they're, they're all kind of, they're all of similar ability and, and they're yeah. fighting to, to show Dean Smith why they should stay in that squad, how they should stay in that squad or, or you know, um, in the starting 11. And I actually think Anwar, Anwar Al-Ghazi is up for that fight. And, and for that... I really, really do rate him. Um, I think I'm going to bring it down slightly, and it's based on the, like I say, the fact that if you, I don't know, if you attempt a hundred shots per match, the odd one's <laughs> going to go in. So I, I think I'm going to bring it down slightly to a seven um, for me. But that is absolutely, you know, with with all, you know, he's great. I do think he's wonderful, but I just think that perhaps. Sometimes he just needs to stop, think, and maybe move the ball a, a little bit more cleverly. Um, but like I say, that goal record speaks for itself. So it's a seven out of ten for Anwar El Ghazi. Seven from Roisin. And I, to be honest, I think if I was going to um, have my two cents on El Ghazi, I probably think that's probably about fair a 7.5 only because he's, he's he's the only player that we've discussed so far in this feature who isn't a regular starter. All the other players that we've done 
you know, who've been given eight to two, have been, you know, on, you know, first name on the team sheet. Whereas El Ghazi's been competing with Trezeguet and Grealish and uh, and um, Traore as well. So it's a seven point five for Anwar El Ghazi. That was the perfect 10 and Anwar El Golzi, the goal scoring machine, got a seven and a half overall. We love that man. We'd like to hear if you agree with that and what you've made of the Villa players this season. You can email your opinions to allvillanofilla at gmail.com or let us know on Twitter, Facebook or Instagram by searching allvillanofilla. Okay, let's look ahead to Villa's next game now. It's Everton at home on Thursday after playing them, what was it, a week ago? Uh, Frankie, how do you think El Kazuiko number two is going to go? Oh, it just feels like it's been too long since we played Everton, hasn't it? Um, <laughs> it you know, uh, in El Kazuiko, I love that. Uh, yeah, um, you know, we, we interviewed uh, Greg um, O'Keefe from the Athletic and Everton fan. Um, and he said that Everton are better away from home this season than at home. So without Ollie Watkins present, I'm a little concerned Everton might turn up if Hammers Rodriguez is playing too and uh, give us a bit of a nasty surprise um, considering our home form. I think, I think sometimes at home we don't look as good as we do away. But beside the point, you know, if Super Jack is back, brilliant. That hopefully will lift the team, get everyone back at it, back on it. Keenan Davis, I would say, is likely to start in Ollie's absence. You never know. He could throw a surprise and have Wesley start, but I think it's likely uh, Keenan's going to be in there. Um, and I'm really excited to see him get a full 90 minutes. I think he deserves it. I think it's about time we can see what he can do over the course of a full match rather than, you know, dribs and drabs, you know, 15 minutes here and there. It's, you know, it's, it's about time he had a, a few games to really show what he can do and a bit longer. Um, so I think it comes down to, you know, is, is Hammers playing um, and what Everton turns up. But the way we played against them last week at Goodison Park, if we can repeat that performance, there's no reason we can't go and beat them again. Yeah, well, well, Everton, you know, as you say, they proved again today. Their away form is is pretty exceptional. They beat West Ham, didn't they? So, so they and they've got um, <clears throat> they've got uh, European uh, qualification hopes on their mind. They can still uh, obviously finish in those um, in those top places. So, so they've got that incentive to uh, to try and get a result against us at Villa Park. Um, it's going to be difficult. Um, Calvert Lewin scored for them today again. He's he's probably their player to watch, but. You're right, Hammers, who missed the game against us. If he's back, then he's another problem that we need to worry about. Um, we are a man down with Watkins. And yes, you know, if Grealish is back, excellent. But after spending so long out of the team, you wouldn't expect him to, you know, be on the uh, be on the team sheet in the, the, the sort of starting eleven, would you? So, yeah, I mean, obviously, you got to you got to try and remain positive. With the, 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 you know, we we've got no pressure on our on our shoulders. We can go. Is this out your just... best attempt at remaining positive? You've got to try and stay positive. I'm just glad we didn't start this podcast last season. Otherwise, everybody <laughs> podcast would have been. Imagine if we started it in 2015. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah. <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> be awful. Um, yeah, no, I'm 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 I. You know, obviously, we've got we've got the ability in our in our team this season to to get results against anyone you know we saw we saw flashes of 
a really good play today against United. Um, you know, Traore's dangerous. Barkley, when he's on it, like he was against Everton the last time we played them, you know, if he's on it again, then then that's that's really positive. I'd love to see Davis um, go out there and prove any sort of doubters wrong. As you say, Frankie, I think he deserves to Patrick for start a game. <laughs> yeah, that'd be nice. Um, so yeah, you know, I, yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> That's Positive. real positivity. That's like... <laughs> yeah. Rasheen, are you, are you as positive as me? Um, but do you know what? I, I am. I, I just think, I look, I always want to see Villa win. And of course, you know, doesn't everybody? Isn't that what this podcast is about? But I almost don't care as much at this time. What I want to see is that exciting team from the start of the season, that exciting team that we've seen flashes of over the last couple of games. Um, opportunities to to see what different players can do and 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 like you say I think Dominic Calvert-Lewin is clearly an attacking threat but you as you both said Hamas Rodriguez is is I think he's more exciting and I think he's more creative and I actually think I want to see us be unpredictable and I want to see us be exciting and us be creative and and doing different things to to that that we had that real kind of uh, you know that period of real predictable play and yeah. and it's just throw it out the window let's let's you know let's go for it and, and like you say three for Keenan a few for Wesley and no <laughs> I'm not going to do my same prediction it, did, it just didn't work this week um but um I think what have we got to lose would you want to see the younger players what either st- either start or or uh, or feature at least you know in the second half yeah I, and I, I don't I mean maybe not start but I think a, I think a 60 minute a few 60 minute subs why not what what is at, at this time let's just have an exciting game god and if and if that ends up with us losing 4-0 oh, well look no one wants that but <laughs> But let, let's do something different for the last couple of games. Um, let's just see w- what combinations work. And if they don't work, you know, fine. We've had a great season um, and, and, and we're solid. We're a solid, good team and we're going to build We're going to build in the summer. Um, so I do think, you know, they're, they're a threat. They're creative. They've had a really good season. Um, and it's not cool Del Kazuiko for nothing. Uh, you know, it is a very high quality, high quality um, fixture. But um, yeah, let's see if we can bring something different. Yeah. It's the most played uh, fixture in the top flight, isn't it? Villa Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, a lot of history. A lot of history. Yeah. Let's, let's create history yeah. against them. Absolutely. <laughs> and, and win Absolutely. by a historically high scoreline. <laughs> Still minimal positivity, George. I appreciate you trying. You can see right through me. (laughs) It's the Back in Time quiz where I'll take a journey back in time to see how much George and Frankie really know about the mighty villa. Um, as ever, we're playing for the Townsend Trophy, named after Aston Villa legend Andy Townsend. Whoever wins the quiz takes hold of the trophy, and by the end of the season, whoever's won the title the most wins a free Nando's. Uh, the catch being the losers have to buy it for them. Um, 
now, was it Frankie who just about came away victorious last time? Oh, yeah. I sneaked it, sneaked it. Yeah, it tends to be, doesn't it? He is edging ever closer to that wild herb sauce. Um, so let's see if you can't just drag him away from it this week, George. At least get us up to a mild, maybe a medium sauce. No, <laughs> I'll do my best. <laughs> um, what are you going for with your buzzers this week, George? You, you usually mix it up a bit. Uh, uh, yeah, I'll go with fan favourite Fabian Delph as my uh, as my buzzer. Fan favourite, you are you are disqualified <laughs> from the quiz. Frankie has won. Yes. Well done, Frankie. Yes. <laughs> um, what are you going for, Frank? Uh, Gilles de Bills. You played about. <laughs> yeah, you did. Played about you? four games for us. But... I remember. Yeah. Okay, wow. right, sure. Okay, great. So <laughs> we got Gilles de Bills and Fabian Delph. Fabian Delph. Um, now, look, I made this quiz in anticipation that we were going to win an historic <laughs> win over Man United, and I, and I made an historic quiz around Villa and Man United. Um, I think it's, it's kind of hurting a bit now to read through this, but we'll, we'll go with it anyway, see how you do. Um, so it's a Villa United quiz today, boys. Um, we're starting in 1948. People are still on their rations. Nye mm. Bevan has, has secured the NHS for us. Yes. Uh, and Manu beat Villa 6-4 in the FA Cup third round. Um, now, Villa scored the first goal in A, 13 seconds, B, 33 seconds, or C, 53 seconds. Elf. I'm just going to... I'm just going to go for A, you know, kick off. It was 13 Bang. seconds. Oh. Well wow. Well done, George. Sadly, we lost, but what? What, what a what, start. What a start, exactly. That's how we always start against United. I, I lo- yeah, I love that. We, we, we even back then, 1948, yeah. took the lead, yeah, still lost. Like you say, <laughs> yeah. generation after generation of Villa players have been doing the same thing. Uh, well done, George. 1-0 to you. Okay, right. So as we all know, it's usually United signing our players, um, but not in this year. Okay, so I want to know the year that Graham Taylor put forward 425k to sign a one Paul McGrath. To build. Go on. Go on, Frank. I think it was 89. 1989, the yeah. year of your 100th birthday, Frankie, it was! <laughs> yes. Well done! I know my Paul McGrath. Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. What a legend. It was also the year that the first episode of Home and Away aired, um, and there was a bit of a turbulent time ahead for our Maggie, wasn't there? Um, <laughs> right. Um, we, are mo- <laughs> we are moving on to 2001, when Sven became the manager of England. Um, foot and mouth crisis begins. Luckily, it you know didn't take hold. Oh, I remember um, that. Yeah. yeah, I know. We had another twenty years till we had to deal with something that really, uh, really got to us. And mm. it was the year that John Prescott punched that person <laughs> that threw him an oh, egg. Oh, the in. egg! Yeah, oh, yeah, wow. he got all visticuffs. Iconic. Yeah. <laughs> um, absolutely iconic. Um, uh, it was also the year that Villa's oldest debutant started. Um, it was Peter Schmeichel. Um, what I want to know is what other record did Schmeichel break while he was oh, at Villa? Oh. Oh. Go on, George. Was he, was he the first... It's about the first goalkeeper to score a goal from open play. He was in the Premier yeah. League. He was the <laughs> yeah, first Against Everton, wasn't it? Everton, well yeah. Well done, George. Yeah. Well done. A 2-1. 
Um, yeah, right. Um, come on, Frankie, you got to pick this oh, up. you got to okay. pick it up. Um, we're going back to 1957, so it's more your era. Um, yeah, I know, I know this one well. Tell, I'll just tell you, tell you boy about then. Yeah, you'd have been listening to Elvis, Jackie Wilson, Frank Sinatra. They all had number ones in 57, Frankie. Um, no Kelly Clarkson yet, George. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Villa won the FA Cup against United. Um, who was the goal scorer for Villa, scoring two goals? Elf. Oh, it, George, go it? on. Pete McPartland? Yes. Oh my god, you're absolutely scoring it! It was! George has won! 3 1! He's the man of this picture! Oh, that's a shock win! That's like that's like Villa beating United! It's a shock win! I'm out of here. I'm going, I need to go for a walk. Wow, great, great get there. I completely forgot that. Well done, George. You're, that knowledge is serious. Um, mm, see, yeah. a little United fan there. Um, I'm upset fair. we never got to 1993 because it was the year that Mr. Blobby got to number one. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, do you want to hear song. a question anyway? Let's hear yeah, it. Yeah. Let's hear okay, it. Okay. Um, as we all know, it wasn't Villa's year in the Premier League. It was United's year in the first Premier League. Uh, the last question was how many more points than us did they win? The Bills. I think it was about 10. It was exactly 10. Wow. They got 84 and we got 74. I remember, I remember, God, why do I remember that so vividly? It's scary. Um, (laughs) Yeah, God, good knowledge on this quiz here. Wow, yeah, I genuinely thought these were quite tough, tough questions. Yeah, they were. We absolutely stormed it. Yeah. Well done. See, we do know our stuff. Yeah, yeah, we're not just jokers. We're not just flagging this. Um, Yeah, you absolutely do. Um, But I'm afraid to say, Frankie, despite your exceptional knowledge of the first Premier League, it is George that is victorious today and is taking home the Townsend Trophy. How do you feel, George? I feel fantastic. I feel fantastic. I'm, 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 I'm completely. Yeah, I am. I'm completely over the United game, and we're going to beat Everton five nil. Okay, thank you everybody for listening. I've been your host, George Zielinski. See you next week, Roisin. Goodbye and up the villa. Up the villa and see you later, Frankie. Cheery bye and up the villa. Up the villa and it's goodbye from me. We'll return next week to review that Everton game. But until then, as ever, come on you villa boys from Aston. <laughs>